1 Kings 19, verses 9 through 14. There Elijah came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mounts before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And Father, we thank you for your word, which speaks to us even now by your spirit. And we pray that you would illuminate our hearts and our minds with your truth in Jesus' name. Amen. We see here Elijah coming to Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai. After a moment of deep disappointment and despairing even of his life and the angel of the Lord feeding him and nourishing him and then fasting 40 days and 40 nights and coming to this cave to lodge in it. And behold, the word of the Lord comes to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Father, we recognize that you don't ask questions for information that you ask questions to expose something in our own hearts, in our own souls. Jesus asking the disciples, who do the people say that I am? And then asking Peter, who do you say that I am? God asking Adam and Eve, where are you in the garden in Genesis 3? And here giving Elijah an opportunity to reflect, why are you here? What is your mission? And we pause and reflect, what are we doing here in this moment in time? Why are we alive? Why is there breath in our lungs? Why are we recipients of your grace? Elijah was a prophet. He was here to listen and to obey, to receive the word of the Lord, to incubate it, and then to turn around and share it with the world around him. And he replies, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Elijah responds with his lists of accomplishments, his zealousness for the Lord. 
And we see, Lord, that you do honor his faith and his zeal. But we pray that you would expose the ways that we have taken pride in our spiritual accomplishments. In the way that we turn that back on you in pity, wondering why our circumstances have continued to deteriorate when all we've done is serve and lay down our lives. And God responds, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by the wind, the earthquake, and the fire, but the Lord was not in any of these things. And we think back to Exodus and Moses on this same mountain where you descended on it by fire and by a great tempest and the very rocks of the mountains shook. And we see that Elijah did not heed your word, that he is still in the cave, even though you have beckoned to him to come to the mouth of the cave, this dejected, despondent man who has served you faithfully and has not seen the outcome that he desired or expected. And we take stock of our own disappointments for not heeding the very simple exhortations to come to the mouth of the cave, to wake up and to simply sit and listen and pray, to open your word and meditate and commune with you, to give the cup of cold water in the name of Jesus all the small ways that we miss the mark and we disobey. And here you send the fire and the wind and the earthquake, the very things that Elijah would have expected to contain the presence of the Lord, to herald your coming. And yet you were not in these things. And forgive us for missing you, for expecting you to be a certain way, to do certain things, and for begrudging you when you don't fulfill our expectations. But after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. The gentle whisper of God. And this, this captures Elijah's attention. He wraps his face in his cloak. He goes out to stand at the entrance of the cave, which you had initially invited him to do. And behold, there came a voice to him again and asks the same question. What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? Giving pause for reflection. we pause again a second time. What are we doing here? Where are we? For what purpose do we have our being? Would you search us? and know us and expose any hurtful, anxious way in us for the ways that we stray, for the ways that we pursue selfish ambition and harbor vain conceit. Would you expose those ways, bring them into the light, 
that they might become your territory, that we might not walk in darkness in the back of the cave. When you have called us out to the mouth of the cave to speak tenderly to us, behold, I will bring her out into the wilderness to speak tenderly to her, Hosea 2.14. And may we be still enough to discern your whisper. The still, small voice of God. The nation of Israel expected a king to ride into Jerusalem and rid the palace of the Romans with a great show of force. They missed the lamb that went to the cross, silent before its shearers. May we not miss you because you speak in a soft whisper drowned out by all the noise around us, including the noise of our own souls. May we listen and discern your leadership and your voice. We see that Elijah perhaps did not learn the lesson. He replies with the same words that he's been very jealous for the Lord that he has been a combatant in this great contest between the idol worshipers and the God-fearers, that he alone is left, that no one else will take up the cause with me, and I alone carry the weight of the ministry of God on my shoulders. God, forgive us for thinking that if we don't do it, it won't happen, that we are in some way that important to your great plan. Would we understand our place the insignificance of it in a natural sense, but the great significance because you have invited us into your work, but ultimately you shoulder the load, you bear the yoke, you invite us to share in your work because of fellowship and friendship, to listen. To lean in close and to hear your voice and to respond. Forgive us for trying to do things for you, out ahead of you, instead of with you in partnership and fellowship, responding to your voice. Jesus himself only did what he saw the Father doing. May we have the same receptive spirit. Would you plant the seed in our hearts where it can germinate and grow and spring up to bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold? May we have the same zeal and faith that Elijah possessed, but may we listen in a way that seemed a challenge for him. Would we slow down and be still and hear the soft, gentle whisper of our Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.